episode 171. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? I have a new setup this week. As I told you minutes before recording, I didn't test shit. We're, we're just going. I'll mess with At your this... OCD a little bit. You're a little echoey. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you're fine. No, I know I'm a little <laughs> echoey. Yeah, like I, I, I have my foam uh, like wall padding that I still need to put up. Uh, in the corners i already know like i was uh, yeah at stuff, i was already because like, i already know what it would mess with you because then you'll be sitting there like trying to like figure out a way to debuff the echo tonight while you before you upload the audio oh uh, <laughs> no but like i literally like you can ask sarah like at one point i was in the office now and i just did the thing where i like i clapped and i was like ah okay this corner over here <laughs> i need something so i i might be a little echoey it's levels might be a little so. off if you're watching on twitch uh you can see the top of my head potentially i don't know like sometimes you can't uh i adjust i had to adjust a little bit that's one of the things yeah. i did adjust before we started recording so okay so it's a work in progress uh, all i know is i got fresh comcast lines run into this building so my internet connection should be fine <laughs> the freshest comcast wires. worst comment ever <laughs> oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll see what i dropped like three times during this this recording all right so we are digital days gaming we are a mostly weekly podcast that posts every thursday on podcast services around the world uh, if you could leave us a review on any of those services usually around 6 a.m eastern time is when our show goes live if you're not subscribed to us if you are subscribed to us uh thank you uh if you're not subscribed please consider subscribing so that you don't even have to think about it it just shows up in your feed um and if you're able to leave us a review uh, with words, whatever service you use, uh, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, whatever, iTunes, whatever the heck they're called, anything that you use to listen to the podcast, if you can leave some kind of rating and a review, that is always uh, awesome and helpful. Uh, we did take last week off to, uh, due to the to, to Michael moving and, you know, and it was also spring break for us, for uh, Angela and Owen at home. So it was just a little easier in general. So. Um, you know, I but, was ready to record, but Dave was uh, just like, uh-huh. "Do you want to? Uh-huh. Do you want to evaluate your life decisions right now? Of like, do you really want to record the same day you were moving?" And- I'm tired, but we can record if you want to. It was kind of like one of those like sitcom back and forth. Like, well, if you don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Like- Neither one of us wanted to be the one to delay the podcast, but we came to the conclusion of like, yeah, we both probably. And there really wasn't off. much to talk about. So. Yeah, I carried over one new story from yeah, last week because so. uh, there wasn't much. All right. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, join us in, in our community, whether it's Facebook, Discord, Twitter. All those are linked in the show notes. Uh, Patreon is there. PayPal is there. Um, we do stream on Twitch, like Michael mentioned, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, uh, where you can watch the show live, typically on Tuesdays or Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, we'll have a little bit more streaming this weekend uh, as my plan is to stream some of the X Defiant closed beta that goes live by the time you're listening to this um, as well as um, I do want to stream uh, Metroid Remastered and uh, just some other things so please consider following us there and you can subscribe if you have uh, Amazon Prime you can link it with Twitch you can get Prime Gaming which gives you a free subscription to a streamer of your choice or you can if you so choose you can just pay to sub to us as well and that's always uh super helpful and appreciative the following and the sharing is free um and it's super easy to do so just please consider uh following liking sharing anything that we have linked in the show notes we'd appreciate it all right so speaking of news i'm gonna throw it over to michael yeah we're gonna do uh bad news slowly going into better news uh so the first one is one that i i feel like we've been wondering about this studio but uh media molecule 
uh, announced that starting September 1st, they will no longer be supporting Dreams. Uh, so no more updates past September 1st. Uh, they also canceled the plans for online multiplayer, which has been on their like Trello board since like the game launched of like things we will get to eventually. Uh, that is no longer happening. Basically, the studio is moving on to their next project, so they cannot support Dreams the way that they were hoping to. Uh, this doesn't mean Dreams is going offline. Uh, it, you can still play, create, share, uh, and Media Molecule will still spotlight different creations, uh, but they aren't going to be actively patching the game or updating the game, adding new features. Uh come september 1st there's a couple updates they're going to slide in there before then that was you know already planned and finished uh so there will be some activity with the game the next couple months but again come september 1st they are not going to be making any additions to this game uh which means we won't get like a native ps5 port of this game uh which i feel like if it was going to happen it would have happened like a year ago uh so i i already had that dream die uh, that that was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, Dave, uh, Media Molecule moving on. Uh, I assume this is not a big shock for you, but it's un-Media Molecule-ish to do Well, this. yeah, it's it's un-Media Molecule-ish to kind of give up. And that's I, I, I say that very hesitantly because that's like that's the only really way to to like the only kind of like nice way to put it i don't think that they're giving up on this i think that this is the same thing we've been talking about about return on investment um if this was being substantially played a lot more or i use play as an as a loose term but if if their if their user base was higher i think it would be a completely different conversation um there is some awesome stuff that i've seen in dreams um chaz who was a former colleague of ours years ago is still pumping out content and dreams and the stuff that he's able to make as just somebody that just you know plays with dreams is phenomenal um as well as the other stuff that i've seen come out of dreams um the reason that i am a little surprised by this is like this is on the heels of them sony as a whole talking about like making a, a dedicated leap into games as a service in general um and this optically doesn't look good (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i would this definitely doesn't like i almost feel like they didn't even even need to announce that they're not going to support they the could game have just stopped September. yeah because mm-hmm. like it's not like the game was getting like gigantic updates mm-hmm. i feel like they could have just came out and be like hey we're not going to do the multiplayer thing sorry and that would have probably like eased this blow a little bit uh but it, i i need to look at the timeline but i feel like this is one of those instances where Dreams might have started by meeting Molecule before the current regime took over. Mm-hmm. And we see this in every industry when you have executives take over, they look at the previous projects and they don't really care about it. And I feel like I, Dreams kind of suffered without... Yeah, but Ryan's from Europe. like He is, but <laughs> it wasn't his green light. And also, like I, I would imagine Media Molecule said, like, we're going to be working on other projects. I wonder if, like, PlayStation as a whole looked at, like, whatever Jade Raymond's team is making, which is supposed to be, like, this new experimental thing Mm -hmm. where people can create things. And I wonder if they looked at it of, like, hey, Dreams really isn't catching. We don't want to have potentially two things in the same space. Media Molecule, why don't you go help them out? Mm -hmm. Make sure they have their creation tools where they need to be. Because Media Molecule has done amazing work in that space. Uh, But this Dreams never felt like it got promoted properly 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it didn't. It wasn't apparently important enough for them to give it a native PS5 port. Uh, I know like backwards compatibility kind of defeats the purpose for most of that, but like other games get full on mm-hmm. ports, yeah. and this would other Sony this first party games get full yes, on PS5 exactly. support. Um, I just hope that between now and September we hear something of a high tier independent creator that does some cool stuff on dreams being hired by somebody like oh yeah i mean ideally i would love to see them hired by media molecule because they're messing with their tools or like to your point jade raymond studio but i you know we've seen modders like i think it was bethesda modders got hired by bethesda um you know we've seen some media molecule have hired little big planet uh, creators right so. so i just really hope that that the that headline as we get closer to september gets some of the attention it deserves because whatever they're working on next is going to be it's still going to be a media molecule unique project like that's their they haven't yeah they, they have a very unique niche and for what they do and how they do things and as much as you know selfishly i would probably love to see something else uh, little big planet or, or with Sackboy because I, w- I would love for owen to experience some of that i would really love to see Media Molecule do something like more heavily narrative driven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's like Little Big Planet or not, like, mm-hmm. especially like Dreams was felt like that was the goal of like Little Big Planet in terms mm-hmm. of like the tool set. So I don't know if they can reiterate on the creation, you know, tool set program that they right. were doing because Dreams achieved a lot in terms of like how it worked and that do you feel like the playstation 5 community is feeding for a creative game like this or to your point two first party creative games like this what and that's the thing is like we need mm-hmm. to know what the jade raymond is yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because right. it was you know the blurb uh i feel like there is definitely space for it on console like playstation players have a deep love for like little big planet and dreams did have hype going into it except this kind of came out and it went which is something that we see in like specifically playstation we see a lot where like they'll have a project that they kind of just put out there and if it doesn't catch fire they just move on like i i would love to you know if dreams was given the same love that like mm-hmm. in ubisoft gives some of their live service games where yeah. they'll throw out a live service game it'll bomb and they'll be like don't don't worry come back in a year this is going to be you know mm-hmm. good or, or bigger. better better yeah and, and i wish they could do that for for dreams i'm just happy they're not turning the servers off as of yet uh like i i imagine that will happen eventually uh but at least people are going to still be able to create stuff and mm-hmm. Luckily, the tool set's open enough that people can probably break new features into it because that's something that's always been like a thing yeah. with like Little Big Planet and Dreams to an extent. Brute of, force something in there. Yeah, yeah people brute force stuff or break things a certain way to make a new feature. Uh, so there's still life for Dreams. It's just kind of sucks when Media Molecule have to like basically throw in the towel. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do next. Like I don't see Media Molecule going away or anything like that. But it's, No, absolutely not. though if their next game doesn't do well then you'd probably have to start worrying about them but they take so long to release things yeah that's the other concerning part is like i don't even so i think i had to look it up like dreams official release date was like 2020 um Mm -hmm. but i think it was in i think this was like them dabbling with like early access and i feel like this has been 
I mean, since 2018, this has been something you could play. Um, you know, maybe late 18, early 19, and then so when I, it in, first released, we were recording with Josh. <laughs> right on the and, old show, and like <laughs> Angela told me the other day, like I think we're gonna be like four or five in November. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. 2019 so, is when we started. Yeah. So, I mean, my only concern is that we, like, we had seen this so many, like, I remember seeing this so many times at E3s with PS Nation, like two or three E3s at least, mm-hmm. or every one that I went to. Um, so we're talking about, you know, like this 10 year window, probably from development until release of this next game, minimum. Like, yeah, they've been but- working on this since like 2014, 2015, and it, knowing media molecules track record i mean unless there's something smaller more bite-sized from them we're probably talking 2025 at the earliest for another game like and that's i feel like that's super early if they're just now moving on to their next project in 2023 unless they already knew this was coming and started to like do work on stuff or like i hate to say it but if media molecule ends up becoming like an auxiliary studio Mm mm-hmm that is a really talented studio yeah. to have help. They did it. They kind of did it to bend. So yeah. Yeah. They, they, they mean, did it to bend uh, to where like, if this temporarily becomes a studio, that's like going to support like the Jade Raymond thing or the, uh, the former destiny people's thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is a studio that's going to be more than capable of doing that. Or just it's even this- helping gorilla with this alleged, mm-hmm. you know, MMO or multiplayer horizon game, you know, but yeah. Or just bust out VR games, because, like, right now, Sony, like, I didn't put that in the news, but VR, PSVR 2 is not doing well. You need software. Media Molecule could probably pump out some really good, like, mini games, party game software for I, I mean, I know Insomniac's busy, but where is this VR tech that they, like, that was what made them, uh, the, we heard a rumor that that was what made Sony kind of accelerate buying them, because Oculus was looking at them because of some of the cool VR tech that they were doing. Like, where is it? So. Uh, they turned out to be just really, really good superhero games. No, so, I, and, yeah. and those games are phenomenal. But the rumor was that the reason why the Sony acquisition came so fast was because Oculus there was, was there was other them. heat on them from from VR development standpoints. Like, yeah, and like the, I would love to see them do something in VR. Um, but I'd love to see all these studios do something in VR. But they got to get some of their first party stuff rolling too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next uh, news story. Again, it's gonna we're going from bad news story to to, to uh, worse news story. Uh, E3 is officially canceled. Uh, so this is from two weeks ago, but we were gonna talk about it last week. Uh, so Repop officially basically released a statement, being like, "Hey, due to several publishers pulling out and there being a lack of interest in the event, we're canceling E3." And that uh, led to Jeff Keighley basically celebrating on E3's grave, just pumping out like tweets of like, oh, I missed the old E3, but Summer Game Fest is coming uh, this year in that time frame. Uh, but it sounds like for the most part, Reed Pop or the ESA just couldn't agree on plans and they weren't looping in the publishers to where that's why all the publishers were just like, we, we, we can't wait. Well, I was getting, yeah, I was probably getting too long. Like they were probably yeah. like, okay, like are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? Because, I mean, at the time of when the story broke, it was early April. Um, and you're talking about you know sixty days, eighty days from when they were supposed to be like setting up stuff and planning stuff and telling their devs like what they have to have ready or what they can't have ready. Like it was just getting too close. Um, 
there was sadly i feel like there was a lot uh, keely aside i just feel like there was a lot of celebrating of this being canceled um yeah and, it's weird and I'm not, and, I, I saw both sides yeah uh, i saw the celebration side of it and i saw the memory side of it um and i mean i've said this for years like even during the pandemic um and i um I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't give any impressions, but I mean, I got to play X Defiant um, early, uh, uh, remote access from this the, this exact this exact desk I'm sitting at, and nothing will ever replace. Like this is close. Like these remote things are very close and damn near just as good, but nothing will ever replace in person meetings and in person playing with the dev sitting next to you. Nothing. Um, I I personally feel them opening it to the public was a was a was a mistake it was always open to the public you just had to know somebody that knew somebody you could get to e3 if you wanted to get to e3 as a non as a non-press person as a non-developer you could do it it took some effort but you could do it um but i i definitely feel and and i think i can you know confidently say this i was there a couple years when it wasn't and i was there when it partially was and then when it fully was um over that time and you you as well um changed dramatically when it was just quote unquote open to the public and in terms of what was being shown and how it was being shown and and the the cool shit ran away like the cool stuff went away because the cool shit was usually stuff that was way too early for public consumption Mm -hmm. to where when you know they opened it to the public all that early access stuff the stuff that's just like an idea in a developer's head that stuff disappeared and it was like near finished products Mm -hmm. on the show floor there was still stuff like you can find upstairs uh but even then like some companies didn't want to go and just be cooped up in a little Mm -hmm. cubicle for well and it just made the hassle even harder it was more guards more security more you know more uh I, i had to show my id my my badge and my personal id more often Mm-hmm. Um, to more people we ended up just putting our id in yeah. our badge holder at a yeah. certain point yeah it was, it was just in versus before it was like okay i had you know i didn't have a colored badge before i i could go wherever i wanted to go i didn't have a problem i could i had a phone number to contact to a direct person that would then walk out of the booth and like raise their hand in the air like hey i'm right here you know and that was gone like as soon as they started having yellow badges and you know like that 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 disappeared um and the, the it it went away. It, it went away at the same time that, that you know the video games were changing, and I would probably say seventy five percent of it was them opening the public, twenty five percent of it was the pandemic. And with the pandemic, companies realizing we can get the same return on investment on Twitch or on YouTube or on a live stream or on a Nintendo Direct, state of play, showcase style, and yeah. and they're still getting it. And well, you know, it just sucks. So the thing that like, well, I think we found two things: is the big publishers found out our return on investment is the same, if not greater by just doing our own thing. I think when, the, when they want to as well, when they're they not to, dictated yeah. by June. Yeah. Yeah. Which helps the actual developers. Cause they don't have to work on a vertical slice out of nowhere. They don't even have to work on a vertical slice anymore because it's, you know, a controlled environment that they can release footage from. Uh, but I think it hurts like the, the indies and uh, those developers ended up, being the ones that like suffered the most uh from from all this and i think i may have lost dave okay nah, i can yeah i, I can't okay. tell if that's you or me so yeah yeah you so. froze up uh but yeah uh it seems like the indies now have a bigger battle because that's where you would find stuff yep. that 
you didn't know existed until that day. And there are indie showcases, but like they still haven't figured out how to do that. Like, oh, you uh, love that place. You were you were you know on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. You were I can't even think what the name of it is right now. But there was like a IndieCade, um, yeah, like, yeah, like quadrant the, of the of one of the halls that there was probably I mean I don't know fifteen twenty games there on laptops little tvs you know 20 mm-hmm. inch displays or whatever and you would just you know yeah you only needed like i don't know what 10 15 minutes at each game they weren't anything like crazy or extensive but yeah that was where some of your favorite games came from that you played enjoyed and and then loved the release of them as well and that's some where some cool content that you were able to produce came from as well of interviews and, and some awesome written work that you did on that stuff as well yeah and and, and that that's lost now and like they haven't figured out how to present indie stuff like i the indie streams that happen are okay, but they're also like, here's a hundred indie games in like a mm-hmm. 30 minute video. And it's just like, cool. No one's going to remember these outside of one or two, as opposed to when we would go to E3, how many times were we sitting at a table at the end of the day? And I'm like, okay, I saw this game. I explained this concept. And you guys are like, Oh, that sounds cool. I'll be like, cool. I'll take you there tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah. and then we'll go play it. And then we'll go find and just, and they would recognize, I mean, as, as dumb as it sounds, I know it was only like 24 hours later, but they would recognize you. And then yeah, you, yeah. and they would say, "Hey, I want to show this to Dave." And you know, like I was fortunate enough with like some of our Activision connections that, hey, like this, like whatever Call of Duty's doing is really cool. Like I want to check it out. Like, okay, like the the in the in person things. Like I'm still sending emails sometimes, and like I I get along with some some great people, and I email them back and forth. But it usually lives in these small confined things of it's 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 vastly different when you're in person you're waiting in line somebody else is playing you're you're you know you're you're five minutes early for an appointment and you're talking to your pr contacts and that are there and their their job is there to talk to you and set some stuff up for you and write some stuff on the schedule but then you're just having that personal whether you know it's a handshake a hug uh you know whatever it is like that will never can never go away yeah i don't know how many times that i've gone to one appointment and then the person i talked to is like hey one of my associates is working at this booth over here. Here, here's their business card. Here's my business card. Go take it to them and they'll let you play it right away or something like that to where you would just discover things throughout the day. Uh, and that's how we would fill our days. Uh, just, you know, finding all that stuff. And now only the big studios are going to be able to do the remote session stuff that like me and Dave have done over the past couple of years. I think that we're honestly going to have to look at trying to get to PAX West. Yeah, we might. We're gonna have to look yeah. at like uh, doing a PAX just because we need to get in front of people and we need mm-hmm. to look at indie games again because uh, mm-hmm. you know just how how things are going. Um, and it's weird because like uh, people were like blaming Reed Pop that they couldn't put a show together. They run PAX and every Comic Con that you can think of. Right. So I'm kind of blaming the ESA on this one, where they either didn't support Reed Pop or just had a misunderstanding. Or like, turn down Repop's ideas or yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's baffling that uh, I can hear people being like, "Oh, Repop is going to go out of business." It's like they just did Pax East, and it was a big success. And Pax West, and I think they still do Pax Australia. Like they mm-hmm. they they they're fine. Uh, it just seems like ESA just really really dropped the ball uh, on doing this, and now Jeff Keeley's going to take over. And I, but to be fair, like Keeley's not going to be able to put on what e3 did five years no ago. but it's got to start somewhere and he's yeah. at least got major publishers that are willing to bring vertical slices to his friends basically because that's all summer game fest is it's like yeah but it's gonna be a stage show like it's not like right it's gonna be 
you know, every 15 minutes game comes on. They no, show... so last year okay. he had a warehouse with okay. or a hotel rented and publishers had individual rooms. Like it wasn't as big as E3, but it was like, okay. here are demos that you get to play. Uh, so it, it, he's building towards an E3, but I don't know if he'll ever achieve an E3. But right now it's like, hey, if you want to present your game in front of Keeley and friends of Keeley, Summer Game Fest is the place to do it. And it culminates in a stage show. I, I just don't know if that's enough draw to bring significant press to LA for that right now. I, I mean, it benefits from just bringing the LA and San Francisco press, which is good enough. enough. It's yeah. it's never going to do global, but that's why Summer Gamescom exists. Right. Or Summer, or just Gamescom. Uh, that exists in TGS. Uh, but we'll move on to something that uh, kind of started to develop today. Uh, Redfall is only going to be in 30 frames per second uh, on the uh, in 4K and in 1440p. Uh, 60 so four, frames. 4K, 30 frames on Series X. Yes. 30 frames, 1440p on Series S. Um, no mention of PC. Um, no. And then that a 60 FPS performance mode is coming later. Yes. Um, the reason they didn't mention PC is, Dave, did you know that all the footage they've shown have been in 60 frames per second up until this point? Uh, so I'm assuming we've only been seeing the PC version. So yeah, that's, game. that's where I've seen some of it today is that there's this thing going on of like, oh, well, people said they played on an Xbox. Like, I don't, I think that that you might've found one or two people that maybe mistakenly thought they were playing on Xbox. And again, to be fair, it's circling back to these events um and i can speak to a lot of ubisoft stuff because ubisoft is multi-platform sometimes i don't well i feel like it's always been on pc because what reason number one is i feel like it's always been on pc is because there's always a keyboard right there (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i've never seen like what pc i'm playing on i've never seen you know like if i was playing on a ps4 pro there's been a couple times that i've seen like a pro sitting on the on the on right underneath the tv but um for the most part like you're getting you're going to get like the best version of the game um but you know ultimately like okay so like uh josh that i know not not josh langford but another josh like it's he's it's embarrassing for xbox why like ratchet and clank was 30 frames at 4k um but it had a performance mode it did it did 60 right um, this doesn't even have that and yeah. i think that's last of us wasn't on uh, even on ps5 when it when they when they made when they when it was playable on ps5 it wasn't 60 and it didn't come until it got a like it until it got a like a huge performance patch later to go to 60 frames per second and i feel like that with a new if they, with a new game and new ip new franchise if they didn't say anything it might have been a conversation around launch that it was running at 30 frames per second but like i'm just irritated that public relations and deve- and 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 executives are speaking and not devs mm-hmm. if, and, if the devs were speaking they would have said the game runs at a solid 30 frames per second yeah. in this mode and instead we've just been seeing 60 frame pc mode or pc play and just assuming we're gonna get like some yeah and, it, like he's, and he's that. like oh call of duty has been doing 60 frames in 360 like not a solid 60 frames not a lock 60 frames either for the record and I would argue that any game 
that has the ability set of and and again people can get annoyed with this but destiny years ago came out and talked about this they said when and they've been able to do it recently but they pretty much said when there are four people six people in a group and we don't know what they're going to do in terms of like what subclass they're going to run what weapons they're going to run what abilities they're going to run i mean the games have destiny has crashed because there's been too many orbs on the ground at one time or too many colors on the screen has caused the game to crash and there you know and redfall has classes and has abilities and has upgrades and and I feel like this is the safest thing to do while they're collecting the information and data to see, okay, what happens when this engine is running 110%? Like, what happens? I, I don't know if that fully flies when you look at, like, a Call of Duty that has 16 to 32 players that have different costumes, different, uh, like, weapon loadouts and stuff, and they can consistently hit 60. Yeah, but there's uh, not an NPC on the, on the, on the match anywhere. Like they're, you know, you're not going against hordes of enemies. You're going against but if you 16 look at, versus 16. But if you look at like a uh, battlefield, you have literal buildings falling apart and dust mm-hmm. and wind. Yeah. And you had happening. frames going to shit when it happened. On the last one. Yes. <laughs> the previous ones you've been fine. Battlefield uh, four was a mess. It, it was at first. I, but I think the, the big problem with this is they were showing 60 FPS footage and they weren't distinguishing it as PC. They said like game actively in development. Uh, And also the fact that if, if if it went reverse, like if it was in, if it was running at 60 frames and then some update came out and they said, Hey, we can't run it at, at, at 60 anymore. And now it's at 30. Then like, that's a problem. But this like for the most people, like this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to play from day one. And, you're going to be fine. Like this is not going to affect the quality of this game. So, but, but, but I would say the fact that, that there is no performance mode day one is bullshit. And also it almost feels like you're rushing a game out because you're, you're not putting your best foot forward based on when it's releasing. Like I, I have to pull up the schedule, but um, this is coming out in May, right? Uh, yeah. May May 5th, May. I think. Okay, Redfall comes out May 2nd. Um, and then that is what, two weeks before Legend of Zelda? Oh, the, the yes, the, the window of what it releases in, it's sandwiched between um, Jedi Survivor and uh, yeah. uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So that, that's a terrible window for it. But 60 frames per second isn't going to save that, make it saved no, in that no, window. But, but if you're saying, like, hey, we need more time to put like a performance mode in a game it's just like then fucking delay the game like put your best foot forward because people do care about this it's on game pass so in the end it probably won't matter too much because they're not looking for sales they're looking for subs to actually like interact with the the service but it it just it's one of those things where it's just like this is something that is possible but it 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 does hurt the game overall because you don't need to rush this game out because you're on game pass. Uh, and if you're telling me a month later, we can get a performance mode. Well, then I'm going to wait a month to play this, uh, because I would rather get 60 FPS because unfortunately I feel like I've been spoiled now to where it's kind of hard for me to go back to 30 frames per second, uh, especially for a shooter. Uh, even though this does, to your point, have a lot of different things going on, you know, like there's abilities and 
a lot of like visual flares happening. I'm kind of spoiled when it comes to shooters that I expect there to be a 60. I, mean, I, yeah, I get it mode. from a shooter standpoint and, and the rushing and the delaying part. Like They can't delay this game again. Should they delay the game? Yes. They can't delay it again. Um, they like they they're already getting Microsoft's already having you know first party management issues in general like they 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 can't delay this game again like it's just if not, this game does not stay consistently thirty frames per second I, yeah, if it digital foundry is going to destroy it yeah yeah then um, then they're completely fucked at that point like they better hope that is the most stable thirty frames because if it dips then this should have been delayed. And here's the deal too. Like this is what somebody people are not going to like me hearing saying this. Yes, I understand that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, but Bethesda is still Bethesda. And you know, and I'm you know, I don't know. Like if 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 Phil Spencer goes to Pete Hines and says make it sixty, and Hines goes no. Like what happens? Like you know, like I, I can't. We can't. Like you know, can and like they're 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 owned by Microsoft, but as of right now, like it, what we just talked about, this game was in active development before. Like yeah, is it is it bad? Does it look awful that people were playing this game at sixty frames per second on PC and, and all these things, and now it's coming out thirty frames per second at launch? Yeah, but this also circles back to some, the same thing we were just talking about at the at the first story about um, Media Molecule. What if Redfall just didn't say anything? Like, and May second comes around and people are like, oh, it's at thirty frames. Is it going to be getting as much news as it's getting today? I don't think so. Potentially because they've been shown footage and they haven't distinguished that footage is like, I feel like just because they've shown footage and haven't distinguished what that frame rate was for some of that footage. I think that's ultimately would have damned them either way. I just think they look dumb today for releasing that tweet. Like (sighs) I felt like they, they they felt like they just had to get out of the way because they didn't want to deal with the launch day digital foundry video. That's just like, yeah, no, it's at 29 frames per second. Most of the time. Uh, and they just they felt they needed to get out of the way now i'm just at the point where i'm just like you're already releasing in like a really tight window you're on game pass you already have the cushion uh of like hey it doesn't matter about sales so you you can eat like two more months uh release this in july give us that performance mode uh, if if it if it has any so again if it has any live service functionality to it, this is going to bring people back. Like this is going to bring this is going to make uh, this is going to bring people back to playing Redfall. This is going to they're gonna they're gonna play it. They're gonna be like, oh, I can't deal with the thirty frames. I'll play it later. So they're gonna talk about it on launch day, and then they're gonna talk about it when the performance patch comes out. And then this will probably tie into a new event or a new piece of content that's in the game. Like from a business marketing standpoint, like they'll be fine. I, I think there's a real danger of it backfiring though in terms of like two well, now, three, yeah now it's going to because like yeah. like that they said something and now it's like when the reviews come out of, of like oh this would, wait this would patch. this would be an eight and a half if it was if it ran at sixty frames stop it like just stop it like yeah, the, the only thing is please they don't, don't ha- I, I hate frame snobs like yes I oh, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that frames per second matters I and 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 I I agree that it matters I I notice it when I play games and they drop below 60 frames I notice it I see it I feel it but if a reviewer punishes this game because Redfall was transparent that's dumb but when we're talking about a first person shooter that will matter in review scores of like damn this runs at 30 i wish it ran a little smoother and it ran at 60 so that will hurt it ultimately so i don't think if it gets knocked it's going to be like oh well they didn't have their mode it's going to be like shit they should have had it this is a first person shooter 
Uh, and I think that's ultimately going to hurt them. And I don't know if they can afford, you know, it's going to be on Game Pass, sure, but like as a live service potential game, can they go two months of people like, I'm just going to wait for the next patch? Oh, I'm going to wait for the performance mode? It probably can't go two months of waiting for the player base to hopefully come back when you have a Zelda coming out two weeks after you have final fantasy 16 coming a month after street fighter six coming a month after uh diablo coming a month after like mm-hmm. there's a a real period where you're gonna hope these people are gonna come back to your game that might not come back because they're gonna be busy with other things so you're not putting your best foot forward for this type of game and that again ultimately could end up biting them in the ass and it sucks because I like Arcane as a studio. They make solid games, but this seems like something that they should have maybe tried to figure out on how to get that performance mode in on day one. Uh, Cause it's going to, I'm, I'm not a, a F- FPS snob fully, but I'm like, well, f- the first time I play the game, I want it to be the best experience possible. So I'll probably wait a month. Uh, because all those games that I I just mentioned, I'm not. Yeah, really I, I mean, I, I I get it, but ultimately, like, they don't care if you wait a month because then they should have delayed it a month. But how many new subscribers will they have by advertising Redfall on Game Pass? It's a new IP. It's kind of hard to tell. Right. Uh, so. so I'd be curious when their the quarter. I'd be curious when their quarters are. I just. I I, I just. If 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 it runs if it, like to your point if it's locked at thirty frames per second it doesn't dip it doesn't spike up or down it doesn't move and the, and and the game runs smooth and is fun to play it is not going to matter. Yeah, it's but, not. Um, uh, 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 Reese puts up in the uh, in our chat of it. This kind of looks bad on Xbox because of like Halo having to wait for patches and get improved improved. So this is like another xbox first party yes it's bethesda but xbox first party shooter that is now waiting for patches that we know day one we're waiting for the next patch and it's just xbox can't keep doing this like they need to yeah the the gaming consumers just accepted the half-baked games at launch in general like got a war got a war ragnarok just got new game plus it got new game plus but that's like a completely additional like cherry on top no one was playing God of War Ragnarok when it came out and was just like, shit, this is unfinished. It was 30 frames on PS4. I mean, I understand that there's two different, it's two different systems, but like, I, I mean, I'd be really curious what the PC specs are. And if the PC, if, 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 if on a PC, an average PC, it can run at 60 frames per second and it can't do it on Xbox Series X, like that's a bigger problem. Like that's a bigger problem. Yeah, because... if it's like if you have to put it on high quality mode just to right. get sixty, yeah, that's gonna be a, like if you can run it at at like if my PC diff- can run it at sixty frames with no problem, and I don't have to do, based on like default settings. Like, I mean, I think my new my new PC is a little stronger than the next gen con- than the current gen consoles, but it's not much stronger. Yeah, um, but if it can run sixty frames, mine's. At high- underpowered compared to the new next gen console so i'm going to be curious right. if i'm running that'll 60. be that'll be a really bad look like that'll be a really yeah. bad look i mean we've seen some of that stuff with these other games coming out saying we can't really do anything until we can get it to work on a series s that kind of story was out and about and then it kind of died a little bit um i i don't know i just it, it's just one of these things where like when companies are transparent they just get shit on 
Yeah, but sometimes you kind of, if the company keeps making these mistakes, you kind of have to, you kind of have to throw it at them and just let them know that like this is an unacceptable. Like the next multiplayer game from Xbox that's going to be sixty frames per second will probably be a Call of Duty game, <laughs> like because they just can't achieve it. Or, or we'll see what Minecraft Legends uh, it runs. That's like next week, but yeah, yeah. Which I, I'll, I'll download that on Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> uh, will I play it? I don't know, but I'll download it. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, the next story. Uh, this one we don't usually talk about like leaks too much, uh, but this one's kind of funny uh, for me, uh, and I'm interested in these franchises. Uh, Jet Set Radio and Persona Three remakes have apparently leaked. So I don't know, Dave. Remember we covered it like a year ago. Uh, but Bloomberg reported that Sega was looking to like reboot or remake Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi as franchises. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloomberg wasn't able to figure out if that meant like reboots, like they're just going to redo everything, or if it was just remake re-releases. Uh, but we got no official word from Sega on if that was going to happen. So flash forward to last week. And several images and clips from reported internal sources show Jet Set uh, Radio and Persona 3 running with, like, updated visuals. Uh, The reported images for Jet Set Radio were from, like, an internal survey that showed people different art style options for the game. Because art style is very important for Jet Set Radio. So there was different uh, concept arts uh, for people in this internal survey to check out and most of those images have leaked and it makes it seem like it is very real. Uh, Persona three had actual gameplay footage leak. Uh, and this was from an internal presentation. Uh, Jima- uh, Gamatsu. I forget how to say that. I know people that work there. and I always forget how to pronounce that website. Uh, but they basically confirmed that Atlas has been working on the Persona three remake for several years. And it's just something that, they don't know if they're just kind of doing to like dick around with like the engine stuff or if they are actually going with a full-fledged like remake remaster. Uh, but they were also able to dig up a website that points to a remaster happening or a remake for Persona 3. So, Dave, I know you don't care about either <laughs> one of these franchises, uh, but it kind of sounds like where there's smoke, there's fire based on everything people have been able to dig up. And I, I don't know why you wouldn't like, I mean, everybody yeah. loves persona. I've, you know, I have small memories of playing jet set radio. Um, I think in terms of like on the heels of, of the success of hi-fi rush um, in terms of like that similar art style, like I don't, I mean, success, whatever you want to call it. And like the little quick spike that it had and, and nostalgia of, could these games benefit from this? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, is this great stuff to to add to your library of, of games to play while you're waiting for 120 frame per second games to not work? Yeah, um, it's like all this stuff is great, and this stuff is easy, instant, easy, instant cash for these devs. So, yeah, like I'm super interested in like Jet Set Radio, though some of the like survey art look kind of scary because they try to go with a realistic look. Uh, but there's definitely something there, like was it like cyber rush there there's like a a fan service spiritual successor to jet set radio that's coming out Mm -hmm. uh this summer so i could see sega seeing people excited about that and being like well we have the actual ip and then also sega probably looking at capcom 
making bank oh know, yeah re- remastering and remaking stuff and it's like we have a whole library of stuff i just feel like that sometimes you miss your windows and they need to get going quick um and whether it's a new ip or remastered like they need to make sure that they're hitting it in the right you know in the right cadence um immediately as you were talking about this i was thinking about the success of tony hawk um the remakes and then like the rumors about skate four yes and now like where is it like the little like, i feel like the the Game window and, and right yeah. and i'm and i'm not i'm just using this as an example like skateboarding games or like the on on the heels of the tony hawk somewhat success now you're you're 12 or 18 months out again of like another skate yeah it comes out can skate rise to the you know versus trying to line up with tony hawk a little bit better like like i'm just worried that you know jet set radio might be next year and the example i used was with hi-fi rush and that art style like the player was already comfortable playing a game in that art style continuing to do that is good versus like hey i just got done playing you know i don't know starfield at this massive next gen game that's like you know pushing the boundaries of video game play or whatever and now i'm gonna go back and play a 20 year old game yeah well uh it's bomb rush Cyberfunk is the like jet set radio clone that's coming out this summer okay. and that could be something that could ruin sega's plans in terms of like hey this is really good we don't yeah. want a remaster of jet set radio we want a sequel or oh i thought i wanted to go back to this genre and this mm-hmm. spiritual successor showed me that like oh no i don't so then jet set radio misses its window that way too to where like Sega would probably need to make an official announcement like during Summer Game Fest of like, hey, we are doing it. Here's a trailer. It's yeah. coming out soon uh, because there's competition in the market and it could go either way based on the success of, of that competition. Uh, just like the Tony Hawk thing where like Tony yeah. Hawk broke all these records when it was remastered. And we didn't get Tony Hawk 3 remastered. And right. then Skate went on the shelf of like, hey, we're announced. You mm-hmm. guys like skateboarding. See in three, four years. And we'll see if we still care about skateboarding games in three or four years. Uh, so Sega kind of needs to hurry. Um, I'm a little Yeah, bummed. I mean, I guess the best example I can give it to is we're probably going to get some this fall or next or th- this winter coming up. We're going to probably get some cool roguelike insp- inspiration from Hades style from uh, a Hades game. But as is is our people kind of already moved on from that, you know, that roguelike or that rogue kick your butt mm. top down asymmetrical, you know, style. Which is like scary for Supergiant to do Hades 2, which is right. what they're doing next. And it's just like, are we going to care about right. this or was it lightning in a bottle? Uh, and I'm a little bummed out though. Like, uh, the persona three stuff's cool. Jets and radio stuff's cool, but like crazy taxi was mentioned mm-hmm. in that original report, but there's been nothing. And I worry that Sega's research was like crazy no. Taxi's not going to work. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, my concern with Jets at radio is like, this has got to be a licensing nightmare, right? I mean, licensing is getting a little bit better, but like, <laughs> Yeah, so I, a lot of the songs were original, but there are a few licensed songs, and I would wonder if some of those bands even exist now, yeah. which is a thing that Tony Hawk had to do. I think there was like two or three tracks that the bands didn't exist anymore, so they couldn't license the songs. Yeah, we uh, ran into so, this with um, the Need for Speed uh, Burnout, right? Or um, Burnout Paradise? Or? Yeah, yeah, they, they were missing yeah. a couple songs too, or it ended up being like really expensive to get as much of the soundtrack back as they, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there, there could be issues with that and also the original composer i think is working on bomb rush cyberfunk so it's like (laughs) i'm sure he'll take the call 
from Sega and will do the soundtrack. Uh, but it could be something that's just not in the cards. Yeah. Uh, especially if Bomb Rush Cyberpunk takes off and, you know, starts its own franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's opportunities. Uh, the Persona 3 thing is funny because they just re-released Persona 3 uh, on Game Pass and PS5 and all that stuff. Uh, and one of the big complaints with Persona's re-release is like, oh shit, this game does not hold up mm-hmm. as well as Persona 4. But so, didn't they do like Persona 4 Golden, which was like a redo of 4? Like, I, am I getting those wrong? Or uh, like So go, they re-released Golden, which was the, like... But I thought call calling it, it Golden was the new version of the game, or am I wrong with that? Uh, Golden was actually the Vita version that added new things to it. It's basically, okay. if you look at it like a Game of the Year edition, they basically okay. ported the Vita Game of the Year edition okay. over to the current stuff. And people love that because it still holds up because it's the most recent yeah one in comparison to three and people looked at three of like oh shit this game needs an update real bad but is that something that would turn fans off of like oh you know what i played it i tried it and i couldn't get into it i don't care about the remake reboot of this game yeah so real quick before you get into the next story just because you brought it up um because you said the word vita um did you see the reports of sony making a handheld that's like a remote play device yeah, I saw that. I mean, it makes sense. There's a ton of these out there right now. But they now can't get remote PC. play to work on the other devices. <laughs> it works enough. It works well enough. Like, I know people that, like, remote play to, like, their iPad, and it works fine. Uh, it's just, you have to be in your house, and it's at that point, it's like, well, why wouldn't you just be on your couch? Dude, I have a hard time remote playing from upstairs to downstairs on my PC. Yeah, yeah, they need to figure out the software for a PC, but it seems to work tablet-wise, as far as I I know, because uh, I haven't messed around with it. Uh, maybe their issues would be fixed by having, like, a proprietary piece of hardware. Um, Custom-made just for remote play, yeah. It's just going to come down to, like, pricing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's going to want to bust out a couple hundred dollars for the Wii U tablet for their PlayStation. No, I mean, we're already seeing they're not willing to bust out a bunch of money for a VR attachment. So Yeah, yeah. It's just another piece of software out there. Especially with, like, the Steam Deck is so damn good, and uh-huh. you can probably run remote play on the Steam Deck tour. It's like, what's what's the point uh, of this? So I, I think that's a Sony just looking at the market and being like, let's just put some patents out there just so we can have patents out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if it'll come to fruition or what that would even look like. Uh, because then, man, imagine buying like a little like standalone tablet Vita thing for remote play and then you get Joy-Con drift or or, 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 yeah. or thumbstick you, drift. You, like, you can't download a game to it. Like you have to, you know, like I, I wish that they, I guess I wish they could figure out like you could download like a, like a non-online game. Like you could like download God of War to it and play it and like, take it in my car like i own the game like i get it like make sure i have to be connected to wi-fi like once every 72 hours you would or need something. that you see how gigantic that ps5 is i know you would need that that hardware in there so all right what if they made a backpack that you can attach to <laughs> zach <PS5>? morris vita <laughs> yeah you just attach it and it has a, a car battery at the bottom of it to power it it's solar panel yeah that's actually what you need dave 
<laughs> uh, but we'll move on to the last story, which will just lead into uh, Dave's playing and watching. Uh, the Super Mario movie is breaking a shit ton of records. Uh, so uh, Super Mario Brothers opened up this past weekend. I'm going to see it this weekend. Uh, but uh, it grossed $146 million in the U.S. And globally, it hit $377 million. And it's on pace to be the biggest film of the year. So if it's not already the biggest film of the year. Uh, and it's it the biggest like, animated film ever, right? Now I think it. Broke, um, I think it's behind it, like it, one it, of the it, it had the best opening weekend of an animated film ever, or something. I think. Uh, second big, uh, second okay. biggest behind Frozen. Okay. So you're talking about something. Go, you're talking about Mario going toe to toe with Disney. Like that's yes. a big. That's a big deal. Um, it's awesome. I hope we get more. Like I saw a something showed up on my Facebook feed of like, uh, and I don't, I didn't really dig into it. It was just an image. And I didn't know if I had an article attached to it of like a roadmap of the Nintendo cinematic universe or something like that with like Zelda and Donkey Kong and smash brothers and Kirby. And I was just like, like, I was like, there's no way illumination can hit this cadence. <laughs> like when I saw it, but um, I mean, from the time that we heard about this movie till it came out, I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a good turnaround time, and Illumination doesn't really have anything else going on for it. Like, yeah. I feel like um, Minions can take a couple years off. Yeah, it. The movie was fantastic. Like, like Owen enjoyed it. Angela loved it. I loved it. Like, it was great. I, I when I left the theater, I wasn't even thinking about who was or wasn't the voice actor, other than the fact that Jack Black stole the whole damn show. Which I think we all were going into it expecting of just like, all right, if Chris Pratt is shit, Jack Black is going to. But I, I like again, but like, and maybe like I know you and I watch things differently, but like if, when we saw the trailers, like we were, I think we were so focused on the voice actors, but like when the movie gets going, like it just fit, like mm-hmm. it's just everything just fit, everything flowed, um, it, it's just good. Like it ended, and Owen's like, that's great. And like they, you know, there's post credit scenes and, and, you know, like, which is common core for the, for, for movies now. Um, you know, it was one of those things where like people clapped at the end of the theater I was in, like, you know, like that doesn't happen to every movie. Fucking nerds. <laughs> it's like, um, it is just, it, I, I'm the day that that movie comes out on DVD or digital, like we're buying it. Like, uh, did like, you see it, the steel book for it? Like the pre-orders I, for the steel book. It's I, a I really did. nice steel book. Yeah, I I, I kind of refrained myself. So, um, you know, but like that would be something like in six months when Owen goes, Dad, can we put Mario Brothers on? Like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. Like, I would, you know, have no problem. You know, his like Jack Black's Peaches song is, is going to be nominated for an Oscar or something like that. Like, yeah, it's just it was really really good. Like, it was just good. And I I'm just. I'm kind of happy because this opens up Nintendo, hopefully more to taking risks uh, because, you know, like the first Mario movie scared them away from Hollywood for 30 years yeah, or 40 years almost. Uh, and now they see the success. I'm sure they had a hell of a negotiation for how much of this money becomes theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I hope this leads to them revisiting like, zelda uh like they were with netflix a couple years ago it sounds like that deal was on the table ready to be signed but then nintendo got mad someone leaked it and then pulled the deal so i hope that means we get 
we get stuff. I mean, if this leads to the Smash Brothers movie, I don't know what that means, but like if this leads to like the cinematic universe for that, cool. Give me a Kirby movie. Give mm-hmm. me uh give me that standalone Donkey Kong movie and then introduce Diddy Kong. Uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff Nintendo has. Um I mean, if this ultimately can lead to like a real Pokemon movie, mm-hmm. that would be fucking fantastic. Because yeah. we haven't had Detective Pikachu was a you know a good Pokemon yeah. movie, but it I think didn't... like you just you got to embrace the animation part of it at this point in time. Like exactly, just, it's it's a video game and 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 they're Nintendo games. Like embrace the animation. Like the, you know who whoever did Uncharted was able to do that because that was more of a real life ad- adaptation. Like you you know they it's just just live with what you know and and that's what illumination did and you know and nintendo had them do is like they took with what was great and solid about mario and just expanded upon it in a fantastic way yeah i'm i'm seeing it this weekend i'm excited we're gonna go to like an imax theater to to watch it um i i'm i again i haven't seen a movie i'm just excited for what this could mean for like what nintendo is mm-hmm. willing to do and willing to open open themselves up i mean they already have the theme park uh, mm-hmm. which is a big success. They have this movie. They, they're they sitting on a ton of franchises that can easily translate into like an animated movie. Uh, and then hopefully this will like, not to bring it back to PlayStation because I always seem to bring it back to PlayStation. Maybe this can show PlayStation of like, hey, maybe we should do Ratchet and Clank again. Like, yeah. and or actually Sly, put a Sly full Cooper. Effort. Yeah. You know. Like maybe we can look at our animated properties with some love and respect again because clearly it's working um xbox could be like hey we're gonna own spyro and crash mm-hmm. soon let, let, let's let's get the ball rolling on now I, I i love the success right now and if we're gonna go into the next 10 years where we're starting to see some some video game franchises in general start making their way to tv shows and movies like sign me up like last of us and mario brothers doing extremely well um you know and i like i'm i'm for it like I, I've said it for for years. I would love to see gaps in time filled in from Uncharted, like like stories between two and three being told in a in a TV show, you know, style or a movie style, or you know, more stuff about hell, like Kratos transitioning realms entirely, like yeah. stuff that we I, you know, like that you would read about in like collectibles. Like, I want a quote from Martin Scorsese saying, "Video game movies aren't art." I want every quote he's made about comic book movies i want that in mm-hmm. video games uh, i want bitter directors i, I would i, I would love for nintendo to be another marvel that we've had for the last 15 years like yeah, and, and it doesn't even need to be like a connected universe i just no, want to see just, their ips just, i just want to just, run like that's all yeah. I mean, like, I, I would have to find that roadmap again, and, and, like, I might post it in the Facebook group or on Discord, but I would be like, yeah, please, yes, please. Like, give if I me see <laughs> Star Fox that's just Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, give Star me... Fox was on that roadmap, too. Yeah, give me a Star Fox, give me a Kirby, give me a Donkey Kong. Uh, those would probably be the main three that I would mm-hmm. want to see, uh, but th- there's plenty more. You got Icarus, uh, Earthbound would be, like, a cool... <laughs> Thing to mess with. <laughs> Mario was playing Kid Icarus in the movie. Nice. There you go. <laughs> he what? Like, soon as sorry, mini spoiler. It's an yeah. Easter egg. It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's awesome. So, um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, what we're planning on watching, like, obviously, I went and saw, um, you know, Super Mario Brothers. We took uh, Owen with us, and, again, it was great. Uh, he thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I haven't been playing a ton of games. Um, so, my store has been <laughs> delayed longer. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, spring break was going on, and there's some other things going on with work, and I just really haven't had a chance to other than like an hour here or there every other day with like destiny um i had not really been playing much stuff in general so um i'm hoping like the x defiant thing this weekend kind of gets me off the schneid a little bit and gets me going um for some reason owen's been playing breath of the wild more as you know because i think he's starting to get ads for the other game and um there's just uh, other stuff um you know going on um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, um, watching, like I watched, uh, the night agent, uh, on Netflix, it was just a Netflix show. It's like about eight episodes, you know, white house, presidential assassination, political drama, not political, but just white house, presidential assassin, assassination drama. Um, and then, um, just, uh, putzing through like watching a little bit of baseball here or there like the tigers are really bad uh watching a little bit of ted lasso catching up on mandalorian it's just been a lot of tv for me um it's just been really like i slept for like 12 hours yesterday and then i still slept more this morning so i don't know if the weather's kicking my butt if i'm not feeling good in general um but i don't know like i'm i'm a month away from 40 so i don't know what's going on with me right now. yeah so but that's pretty much been the last couple of weeks for me. So I, like I said, hopefully I can get going with some X defiant. So I'd love to play with you guys. Um, cause, uh, I think X defiant can be good. Um, and that's, I think that's really all I'm allowed to say right now. <laughs> so, um, what about you? Uh, I've been moving, uh, for the last mm-hmm. week and a half. Uh, I did, I was at C2E2. Did was that, did that happened before we recorded uh, or after, remember. Yeah, uh, I did see Tweet 2 last weekend, so I was at a convention for, for three days straight. Um, and before that, we were packing. And then after that, we moved everything that we packed. So I have not had time to play anything. I, I have Resident Evil 4. I bought it day one. And then I had to pack everything up and then went to a convention and then moved. Luckily, when it comes to like RE4s, there's been a lot of like bugs and stuff that mm-hmm. have been patched out so now i think when i do play this weekend because i do plan to play this weekend i should have a really good experience because a lot of the <laughs> annoying bugs have been patched out uh so i am going to hopefully get some time into that game uh this weekend that's like my main priority uh yeah there was a like a two days where i didn't even know where my switch was uh and i just uh have a ton of stuff that i'm trying to trying to play i know uh this is my sweater is a big resident evil fan uh but yeah i i'm i'm hoping to play that and that's just my main goal uh it's weird because we've been moving we like kind of finished our tv shows that we were watching so like right now i convinced sarah to watch band of brothers with me and this is a show that i've watched like a dozen times uh but Mm. i just for some reason i was just like you know what I don't want to think about anything, though I know Panda Brothers is a heavy fucking show to be like, I didn't want to think about stuff. Uh, but it was just one of those things where it's just like, I just need to watch like something I've seen before 
because yeah. I'm too tired from moving. And I didn't get any mm-hmm. days off from work either. So it's just been like yeah. work, moving, convention in between. Uh, so not a lot for me. I do have a whole list of stuff. There's like two or three Switch games that I want to pick up too that came out recently. Uh, so I, I have a whole list of games that I need to pick up. Uh, but at least I haven't bought any video games outside of Resident <laughs> Evil 4. So I, I haven't added too much to it except maybe two Switch games that I'll probably buy uh, this week. Um, Have you watched Yellowstone? No, no, it doesn't interest me. It's like a cowboy thing. Yeah, it's just more... Like, a lot of people are saying that we should watch Yellowstone, so... Yeah, no, I... I, Who's who's in that? It's um, Kevin Costner? Uh, Possibly. Oh, you know, I don't know that stuff. I know, I know. I think so. I'm not a Kevin Costner fan, I'm pretty sure. And I gotta look it up. Sorry, Dave, you did this to me. Kevin no, I just yeah, I'm just more you know more curious yes, is, is um, just because a lot of people have been saying. Um, I don't like his face. So yeah, no, I'm probably not going to watch like, Yellowstone. I don't like his face. Like, I have something about him's always bothered me. I hate Waterworld. <laughs> I hate Dances with Wolves. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a Kim Costner fan. All right. So, you like that draft day movie though? That's well, like any draft, any football movies. Yeah, decent, yeah, usually decent for me. I guess Field of <laughs> Dreams is okay. Um, the movie's kind of long. Sorry, now I'm just looking at Kevin Costner movies and just being like, <laughs> I did watch one? that. I was gonna say, um, we right before we recorded, I watched that documentary, and I've already forgot his name, but the Hawkeye actor that got in, uh, he got ran over by the by Jerry the, Renner. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary on Disney Plus, or not really a documentary, but like an ABC News report, like a um, of the him talking, and uh, it that was actually pretty good about like what happened to him and like how fast that like, he's already um, like I don't know if he's gonna act again or not, but how fast that he's kind of recovering from that. So that's a really good like forty minutes of you know interesting, especially if you if if you're a Marvel fan and, and a Hawkeye fan, um, like I definitely think that was you know something you could watch. So. Um, all right, so questions and comments using hashtag Ask Digital Days. This should be interesting. Uh, Stefan writes in. Uh, so he goes, I have a question regarding people who want to play short games because they don't have time for longer games. I don't understand this. You have the same amount of time either way. If you prefer longer games, which he does, then just play them in the time that you have. The only difference is when you play is you will play less games overall, but if you are playing games you enjoy, does that matter? Okay. Um, I hate long games. I prefer short games. I see your point. If you're spending the same amount of time, what's the difference? Breaking a long game over the course of like 10 sessions or playing five games over the course of 10 sessions, right? That's basically what he's saying. Well, what he's saying is if it's, if, if you play one 40 hour game and it takes you, if you play one hour a day, so you play for 40 days, or if you play four 10 hour games, at one hour a day you can and and, you know that's kind of what he's saying it's rare that a game that wants 40 or 50 hours from you i feel like actually respects me for those 40 or 50 hours and there's usually a lot of filler to get you to that point and i feel like with shorter experiences a lot of that filler is gone and you just get straight to the point and i feel like i would rather enjoy a bunch of different things and see what's out there than to focus on like one thing for a long time Though I say that as someone who's put like 2,000 hours into like random multiplayer games here and there. Um, and I feel like I I have one game that I've been playing for like 
eight years <laughs> um, it, at hundreds of hours and and but at the same time there's different things to do in that game um, I definitely feel like there are like to, I think kind of what you're saying is there are games that necessarily don't respect your time or do filler of like random side quests and, and yeah it's a side quest but it makes the final thing that you have to do easier so you feel obligated to do the side quest um, the, so those kind of bug me a little bit I'm in this dilemma right now because I'm getting more and more interested in Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it's called, Survivor. Yeah. Um, but I never finished Fallen Order. And um, I bought or played Fallen Order on like Origins Access um, when I first, first got my PC, like my other PC. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, it's on Game Pass. Like I can just play it and stream it again. And I want to play it and it'll be super fresh in my mind. And then I can play Survivor. However, putting those two things together is is a huge chunk of game. And I did something similar with Horizon, and I feel like this the sequel was a little watered down for me because I had too much Horizon, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I, and when I say that, I'm kind of like I also haven't finished Breath of the Wild, um, so like that's the that's the challenge for me of like like we were just talking about with Redfall. Like I'm probably going to be in the same boat as you are. Like I'll download Redfall, I'll probably dabble with it, but then I'm going to kind of push it aside because I'm probably going to have Survivor and I'm going to play. Uh, the Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so I'm trying to, like, that's the part where I need to kind of get off my 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 little schneid, and like, I'm hoping, like, X Defined and Metroid can help me do that, because I feel like Metroid Remastered is probably, like, an 8- or 10-hour game. Something um, like that. Yeah, so if I can, you know, get through, you know, not get through, but if I can c- complete Metroid and complete um, Fallen Order, and then, you know, maybe even wait and then play Tears of the Kingdom and then play Survivor... Um, like that's a good that's a good chunk of things, and I also think it's it, it gets into the conversation of like feeling of accomplishment though, versus like I'm really close to the end, and you 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 complete something, you do something, and then you get to you get to decide what's the next thing that you're going to play or that you get to pick the next thing you're going to play versus oh great another planet or another destination or another thing to go to and another NPC like sometimes like that fatigue when you're in that fifteen seventeen hour part of like. Okay, like what's like where's the next thing gonna happen? So I enjoyed The Last of Us Part Two a lot. But that game hit thirty hours at a certain point and I was like, I need this to be over. Even though I was still happy with how everything was working. Uh there's something about just the the time allotment that some games require that can be mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. Uh and I don't know. I just rather get straight to the point with a shorter game. Uh and also I think we're a little jaded a little bit with that sort of stuff because we also like to try and talk about different games for the podcast sake. So it tends Which to be I've been easier. Doing a terrible job of the last six months. Yeah, yeah, and I'm <laughs> right now I'm in a, like a middle of a move, so I haven't been able to yeah. touch really anything. I I played Post Void two weeks ago and reviewed it on the podcast, partially because that is an eleven level game that you know, I could put as much time as I want or as little time and I could still see all the content for the most part. Uh, so yeah, that but was... a game, a game like Starfield looks super appealing to me, but I'm like, I don't want to play a hundred hours of Starfield. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... and especially when it comes to like a grindy RPG of just like, you know, at a certain point you're like, well, the next 10 hours I'm playing aren't going to matter. I just need to get my level up, you know, and you're just going to be podcast gaming. Uh, I got to look at the chat. Uh. <laughs> one day i will play judgment don't worry it will happen eventually one day curry one day 
All right, so uh, that is our, our our show for this week. So spotlight again, really quick. Um, there'll be some there'll be some X Defiant interviews on the feed. Um, again, it'll be completely separate. It'll have an image. It won't be numbered. So if you don't like X Defiant, don't listen to it. If you don't know what X Defiant is, maybe listen to it. Check it out. If you're interested in codes for X Defiant, I'm sure we can find a way to like. I think that if I give you a code, you can then extrapolate that code into into codes for your friends. Crossplay all that stuff um use our discord for voice chat if you play on xbox you have access to discord if you play on ps5 you have access to discord if you play on pc you have access to discord um so i would love to set up some sessions for that um and i hope the barrels that, are so. normal size because that was the only thing i took from the the last beta uh, i confused dave uh yeah yeah uh i yeah i mean i think i think it's I, I, I never I know, really Dave played can't it too say much, anything right now. I know, I, I mean, really I can a little bit, but I mean, I know I played a little bit too much. Like, I feel like I got a little bit of over, like, and I, I haven't played much of it, but I think you might, this might pull some cords on you, over, Overwatch-like, Overwatch-lite, so. I played it, and it was fine. Uh, I can say this because I did not play it for the thing <laughs> Dave played it for. I played the last beta, uh, and the only thing that bothered me is the proportions for, like, some of the environmental stuff was a little okay. off, so I'm hoping... Okay. I don't. I don't have the like, stuff in front of me, so I don't know what I can or yeah. cannot say. So yeah, I'm okay. just gonna so play we'll it safe. Stop there. <laughs> uh, but I, I will be looking at the environment to see if the car Although, looks the like small. The small handful of viewers we have right now, I think I might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <I'm> just okay. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll some like there. something gets clipped and TikTok, and then I'm <laughs> DGG's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Next week, I, I will be talking about barrel sizes and. <laughs> if a car looks like Phrasing. human beings can fit inside of it <laughs> yeah so uh i'll definitely try to stream some of that um so please consider checking that out uh to maybe turn notifications on so you know when we go live other than for the podcast um but other than that um our main channels our social channels our twitter is at digital days pod michael's is at the first mjc mine is at good dave hunt facebook group and discord server are linked in the show notes patreon is there also patreon.com slash digital days gaming um yeah and then that's really it so you got anything else uh no no that's about it all right hope everyone has a great week keep moving forward don't be a dick see ya